that Abraham had an all-nighter. You don't hear all those things. But you hear Jacob. Jacob was left alone. And a man came to wrestle with him. When you saw wrestling with again. These ones, they are coming. You know, the Bible says, and, and when God finished speaking to Abraham, he, he, he ascended from that place. These are strange things. And yet the Bible says that we in Christ are benefactors of a better covenant. And Jesus being the surety. That means that there must be something that is amiss in our Christian experience. But we'll sort it out. Amen. I said Ephesians chapter 4, ne? verse 7. So these ministries are set also according to the order of Melchizedek. So they are given scepters of righteousness because these ministries are come from the one who is the high priest. You understand that now? You understand that they are fruits of the priesthood of Christ. Products of the priesthood of Christ. So the priesthood of Christ produced the apostleship. Produced the prophet. Produced the evangelist. Produced the teacher. Produced the pastor. Hallelujah. Let's read chapter 4 verse 7. You there? Don't mind outside, okay? You just focus here, the noise will drown now. But to each one of us was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. By now you know, again, we don't need to go back here. In verse 11, and he himself, who? Jesus. He himself gave some apostles, some prophets, or, or like they say, some to be. He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in simple terms to the age of Christ in the spirit to be as mature in character and function like Jesus he said this thing will be brought about by these ministries. It's, it's marvelous, Mike. It's marvelous, now because he's telling you and me that, hey, you might as well cleave to these ministries because there's no way maturity, the age, there's no way the church will reach the fullness of the stature, I mean, the, the stature of the fullness of Christ without the equipping that comes from the ministries of Jesus Christ. 
There's no way the body of Christ will come to unity without this. There's no way the body of Christ will come to the epignosis, the full and accurate knowledge of Jesus Christ without this. So there's so much invested in the ministry gifts that so much depends on them. So much of the growth, so much of the preservation, so much of the deliverance, so much of the progress and prosperity of the church depends on the ministry, gifts of Jesus Christ. The ministry gifts of Jesus Christ. So every vessel called into the priesthood function of these ministries much depends on it. That's why I say that for you, God's child, the system of God, God's governmental system is the most important system that you can live by. And you, you have to be convicted about this reality before you can even begin to experience the power, the grace, Thereof. You understand that now? You understand that now? Matthew chapter 10. Let's take it from Matthew and let's go somewhere else. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10. Let's recap on those three principles and elaborate further on them. Verse 1. And when he had called his disciples to him, he gave them power. When he had called his disciples to him, he gave them power. So if a man or a woman is called to be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher, that man will be given power. That man, provided he is a disciple, provided he follows Christ. Remember he told them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So really the secret into the power of the priesthood or the power of the gifts is the measure to which the gift follows Christ. You understand? So he said, he called them to him and he gave them power. So he was giving them power first and foremost that was spiritual because it was power over spirits. It was power over spirits because you must re realize that Spirits are responsible for civilizations. Spirits are responsible for the building of nations, for the building of societies, for the building of lives, for the building of families. Spirits are involved in, in, in the outcome of destinies. 
spirits. So Jesus gave his disciples power over spirits. Power to command spirits. So everyone that is called of the Lord will have this power as a credential to the calling. So he said he gave them power over spirits to cast them out. To cast them out. So these are spirits that, that are, are in people's lives by force. Without the consent of men. Do you consent sickness? <laughs> but, but you can be sick. Do you consent poverty? But you can be poor. He says that these, these are controlling spirits. Oppressive spirits. There are different kinds. And Jesus gave his disciples power over them. To cast them out. And then to heal some. Huh? To heal all. Hey, poverty is a sickness. Poverty is a sickness. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go, go to 3rd John, please, for me. No, no, you guys stay there. Go to 3rd John. 3rd John 3. Read verse read from verse one. Yeah. The elder, to the beloved James, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. I pray that you may what? Prosper. Prosper. In what? In all things. Even as your soul prospers. So poverty is what? Is the sickness of the soul. And Jesus gave his disciples power over all kinds to heal men of all kinds of sicknesses. We are, we are coming up. We are coming up. Is, is it, oh, in other words, one apostle can address the sicknesses of an entire nation. Remember the angel in Isaiah that had power to kill 186,000? He says Jesus gave his disciples power to heal all kinds of sicknesses. And all kinds of disease. So sickness and disease are two things. Like talk, you get it. You get it. So the power they were given was to deliver men out of the controlling powers of spirits, to liberate them, free them from the oppression of spirits. When he called his disciples to himself. He gave them power. He gave them power. And I told you, he transmitted the power through words. The impartation was through words. 
So these guys had knowledge that they were given power. You see, there are men, there are men or women God has called that if if you if you you, 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 you don't understand clearly. You would mistake their confidence and boldness for pride. There are others who use that as a way to claim. That's why we have a lot of fakers. Boal, Fukao, Bo Bushiri, and all those guys. They fake miracles. No, there's documented proof that they fake them. They fake them. They fake them. Why do you need to fake? Because you have no power. All fake, listen, you, you can't be called and fake. You only fake because you, you are like Simon the Magician. You, you desire power that you have no access to because you are not called. Because no man takes this honor upon himself. It doesn't matter how big of a ministry you have. It doesn't matter how many people are following. The Bible said the entire city followed Simon the sorcerer. A whole city. Until the apostles were sent to lay hands on the, on the men and women who had received salvation. When James and Peter and John began laying hands, that guy lost all his membership. All his followers. But the whole nation followed him. He was a sorcerer. So don't be fooled. Wow, that's a mighty man of God. A whole city followed a sorcerer. At the behest of his trickers. You understand what I'm saying? So, a, a, a man of God is, is not proof. His ministry is not proven by the number of people he leads. It is proven by the power that is produced from that ministry. True power cannot be denied. That's why Simon the sorcerer looked for, asked them, hey, can I buy this thing? That me also, when I lay hands, people will receive the Holy Ghost. What did he see? What did he see? And what mesmerized? He was a magician. What was so mesmerizing about what the apostles were doing? Means he saw something that he knew he had no power to do. He saw Peter lay hands, and all of a sudden, some ah, can't cope a lot of Speak a language that was foreign to him. That he had never spoke in his life. He said, ah, yeah, yeah, I want that. That's a power. He says, give me also this power. Hallelujah. So he gave them power to drive out spirits. So you need the, the you see, there's, there's the normal usage of the laying on of hands or the casting out of devils. And then the special, special power that a person is given to operate in a certain ministry. You know, there are people who are given special ability to operate in deliverance or in healing or whatever it is. 
You understand? It specialized to the ministry that was given to them. You follow? These are things that we are supposed to be teaching ministers. Oh well. Oh well. Amen. Read verse 5. Notice the power comes with commands. The power comes with So if a man is going to be successful in the in the dispensing and the usage of that power, he has to follow the commands strictly. Like Samson. Samson's power was tied to his hair. As long as his hair remained unshaved, uncut, the power flowed. But the day Delilah tricked him, that's why, man, it's important who you marry. It's important who you marry. Because the person you marry might be the very same person that sucks out all the power in your life. So don't marry because you see someone is beautiful. Don't marry because you see the shape is nice. Don't marry because you have a type. Where now rather the type B. Don't marry because of that. <laughs> Baba says he shall not judge according to the hearing of his sight. I mean to the hearing of his ears. No, his sight. But he will judge by the fear of the Lord. That's because you have a nice conversation with somebody. Doesn't make them your whole, you know, your one-stop shop, my love and only, my one and only. Hey, let's leave there. You understand what I'm saying to you? So the key to Samson's power was that he remained unshaved. When he shaved, the power left. Why? Because the power was tied to a command that if broken, the power stops functioning. There are some people, the power of God will never come on them strongly until they go on fast. Until they fast. There are people, God's power will not come until they see. Or, uh, because it is, it, is, it is commanded, it is hinged in the conditions of the operation of that power. Moses went nowhere without his rod. Nowhere. Nowhere without a, a rod, Baba. He faced giants with a rod. Conquered nations with a rod. So we can see that the power of God in a life, in the call, in the gifted, is conditional, or its operation is conditional upon the commands given. Before A.A. Allen walked in the power of God for healing, he had gone into a sabbatical to seek God, and God gave him 13 things, a list of 13 things that must be fulfilled before the power would come on his life. Yes, sir? So there are conditions to power. 
When God gave, when God called me, he gave me some conditions to the flow of power in my life. I know how to bring it. I know how to make it permanent. Because when he called me, he told me, this don't do, this, this, this do, this don't do. So when you find a man of God who seems to have no restrictions in his life, no constraints in his life, you must begin to question the power. Because power comes with conditions. How wanna I'm a man of God. After church, I do Bless you. You must know. You must know. Mola. 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 They are challenging my private counseling sessions. Jeez. You must know. When you seem given to drink, you must know. When I, your, your power carry is unlimited, so. I know, I know any conditions. Constraints. Ay, 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 ay. Strange power. Power without constraint. You must watch it. Be very careful of that. Anyways. These 12, Jesus sent out. Did you see that? He sent out. So these 12 were what? Apostles. Because to be an apostle means you are sent out by the commission of Christ. So the apostles. That's why really everybody in the ministry has an apostolic commission in their ministry because they are sent out to be evangelists, sent out to be a pastor, sent out to be a teacher. You understand? You understand that? So, and he commanded them saying, do not go into the way of the and do not enter the city of the so go where I sent you go only where I sent you because there is jurisdictional limitation to the operation of power or the power that I gave you there are some men you, you know there are some men who 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 who, who will minister in another country that Jesus is not sent there. And they will have more trouble in their lives than any other day. Because they entered a territory they were not commissioned for. They entered a territory they were not anointed for. They were not called for the nations. They were called for the city. Stay in the city. Yeah, because it, it, it's in stages. He said, you'll be witnesses unto me from where? And then, and then the rest of you were. So it's in stages. The anointing operates in stages. 
So all of a sudden, you are for the nations. But you have not conquered a territory. You have not stayed in a territory and conquered that territory spiritually. How then will you conquer a nation, principalities and kings over nations? You are a claimer. So Jesus said, if this power is going to work successfully, he said, do what? Go where I sent you. Go where? So the, the power has limitations. And the limitations is tied to what? The power. I mean, who can get the power? The commands or the instructions. So he said, go where I sent you. So the power will work successfully or at its level best, highest best, and will have the potential to reach its crescendo where it is assigned or sent to be. So for instance, I'm sent to be here. I'm sent to you. So that power has the potentials to reach its fullness in manifestation and operation because you are where or localized where you are sent. You get that? Now you understand why somebody moves to another place and then they seem to lose all power. They're not sent. They were invited. <laughs> so our ministers must be very careful of invitations because it might be the end of their ministry. I, I, really, I really accept invitations, really. Because you don't want to be invited to a place. You want to be sent. And it doesn't matter really how many connections you have. Can be invited to that pastor, your friend. Oh, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is the power. How, how, how are you willing to risk losing the power because of an invitation? And what many of them don't realize is that gradually their power is waning. The power is waning. The, 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 the fame of them may be spreading, but the power is waning. They don't know it. Because, because you know, there is the deception of sustaining grace. You know what sustaining grace? Sustaining grace is, is the grace that comes on you when you minister to people and people start falling and people are blessed. It's sustaining grace. Because God will move on behalf of his people. You are a vessel after all. But he gives no honor. No honor will he give to a vessel that is not yielded and subjected to him. The Bible says Jesus, Jesus was controlled by the Spirit. Let's leave that. Amen. We are tech team brothers. No, no. No. In the kingdom, it don't work that way. If we may be aligned through relationship, but not function, 
Ministry is individualized by the Spirit. So some people make their relationship a platform for ministry. Danger. Danger. Because the person you might have a relationship with who goes Zimbabwe and you are not assigned, anointed there, but because you have a connection, a relationship there, that relationship creates platform for you to minister. And you say, oh God, I'm, I'm being invited. My God, oh, there's going to be power. You go there. When you go there, South Africa, principalities How ministry how your marriage Mara, you are doing the Lord's work. No, you are doing your you you no, you are doing your show. Because once that happens, you have no backup. So you, when you come back, you are vulnerable. And you know Zimbabwe. <laughs> so really, it's not, it's not really about whether or not God can open doors. It's whether or not the doors you are walking into are opened by God or by your relationships. No, I'm not against relationships. But relationships must not be manipulated to becoming platforms for ministry. Be commanded. Hallelujah. So he said, don't go there. Again, go there. We're born a Christian. Don't go, but rather go to the lordship of the house of Israel. Number two, as you go, preach and heal. See that? Cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Free. So number two is use the power freely. When you see a ministry utilize power for monetary gains, know, know that though the power is working, it's corrupted. It, it will, power will work, but it is corrupted because it is not used freely. So, so a, a minister's life, this, this is where we want to start pecking this thing. A minister's life must be free or circumcised from the love of gain. Gain might refer to fame, might refer to money. Said, give it freely because sometimes people use their power in exchange for fame. They use their power. Look at Jesus. Look, Jesus never, Jesus was not emotional. He had no bad emotions. I mean, if, if we started, if we healed a, healed a deaf person here, there, there'd be a record in this place. Wow! Oh my God! No, Jesus is like, hey, keep this on the low. Don't tell anybody. Where not just go present your offerings to the priest as proof that you are healed. Never brought attention to himself. He never announced himself. 
Never. Now today's ministry, oh no. On every news TV. But I'll make sure that testimony at trial. Man raised from the dead. Man healed of tuberculosis. Oh, the little background. She was sick for a time. But about interview, what about editing video? About following, about pushing a wheelchair. Then the time, the power connected. Hallelujah. And the congregation, Oh, hallelujah, Charlotte. I was sick. Jesus never did that in his ministry. Jesus has hung up his that's a testimony line. Man of God, she was sick for 38 years. Pastor, she, she no, Jesus never did that. No, I can say it because. I can say it because they are not the standard. Jesus is the standard. Amen. It doesn't matter how much of a big ministry, of a great ministry, or great power they have. Jesus is the standard. Jesus told, told people, I mean, he just healed heavy blood. They were blind, these guys. He said, don't tell anybody. Keep it a secret. Keep it to yourself. It was them that went to announce it. But Jesus told him, keep it to yourself. Today's ministers, will they do that? Oh, 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 And Buka Oida, oh, Rikisa. I want to go over. After the healings have taken place, it's time for offerings. Let's give to the Lord in light of what He's done. Partner with us to spread this thing around the globe. Obvious. Oh, oh, you saw, you saw the blind heal. You saw that disease come out. You saw that devil come out. Oh, oh Lord God, you are mighty. Marodomo roha wana hao. Aukupela ya teks. Do you see where is it? Do you see? Do you see? Do you see it? Use the power, do all these things, but freely. Do, do, it, do them what? So a minister must be void of love for gain. Love for gain. Fame, influence, power, money. He must be free, totally free. So when he heals you, Mike, that guy mustn't now use that against you. I healed you when I healed you. Go for this, put Use that to demean you. That means there's a price there. Some of them now want you how feta or for or we related for you to blow to blow leaves or how feta man of God is here what do I sir 
Do you see the law anyone halangar the right are very terrible. Can you see that? It says freely have you freely. Imagine the power is given free. Marayena to give it is not free. When in the interim it might look free. You know there are people who pay bike. You know that? Do you know that? There are people who pay for their healing. Do you know? Like, do you know that? Yeah? If they don't pay directly, they pay in some ways. Transportation, uh, food, uh, for your food, to stay there for two weeks so that the word can be given into you. International visitors session. What's different between an international and a native? What makes an international special? Do you see why many ministers are, 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 they have no power? No matter what they say, they got no power. Because Maya, I whatever I does, I forget into the business. The ministry. I buy the camera, I buy footage, I buy airtime. What a wow, it's a big ministry. Hell no. In the eyes of God, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. You want to put, put us in those churches. When we leave those churches, it will, their nakedness will be shown. When we done on that pulpit. <laughs> I told you about Moses. He didn't prophesy a lot until God took his spirit and distributed it among the saints. <laughs> he looked like he was like some. That's why we want to be leaders. Moses <laughs> If God called me, the fat, the tabule. First people to go to hell alive. With all their clothes, family, businesses, houses, hell alive. You understand or not? You pass by here, garage, garage. now we minister in auditoriums. Five minutes in it. Eric got that auditorium. Eric Fike. Eric, where now, where now, where now the auditorium passed. When we're done there, you'll be asking my numbers. Please, can, you, can we talk? Can, can we talk? We will, we will, some, you know, you know, you know, listen, 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 listen. If you are born in darkness, you would, you, you will not know that, that that place is a problem until light comes. Now you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Now you, you understand, right? That's many, many they, don't, they don't have power. There are those generally that have it, but you can see the, the power in only some corruption there. Why love of money? <laughs> 
Partner with us. Bank account, net bank. Oh God, what are you doing? What are you doing? On the business fund, on the But how about any how for the business fund? How about any how? No, relax. There's one minister I respect. I've never heard him. Never heard him ask on TV for money. For that, I respect him. For that, I respect him. He says, freely have you? Freely? But the, the, the problem to this is number three. You see, the problem to this is number three. That's what really... And do, do you see how much... How much the people that the system is made for affect the ones that administrate the system? That's why the Bible says we are connected. <laughs> your actions, your actions affect the sum total of the expression of the power meant for the collective. So ministers end up first, first, first it starts with a need. Then it goes to the greed. Then it goes to the love. If you trace, if you trace the destruction or the pollution and corruption of most ministers, it was not from the love, it was from the need. And it was that need that opened up greed, that opened up lust or love for money or for gain. Some, you know, there are some ministers, because of their self, I mean, internal insecurities, their need for appreciation, their need for validation, their need, they, all these things, they start showing up because power reveals all. Look at, look at, look at Elijah. 850 prophets. He kills them. One man. And then a woman sends, Eblan has seen a Urumeti, Mutsama is what it is. man hore. By the gods, I serve. He packed up. Elijah, he packed, he packed up. The Bible says he fled. Why is it that immediately sharper depression and then I used to see he fled, sat under a tree. Our Lord, let me die. Let me die. I'm the last of your servants. I've been standing here for you. Let me die. I'm tired. Sharpy legged depression from a message. From a from a message. David packed up and left from Absalom, his own son. Packed up everything, went on a journey. You know where we went to hide? In the, in the forests. 
He hide him from Absalom. <laughs> Something wrong in their psyche. His power, power reveals all. I'll not go into that. Number three. I want you to read it, all right? Read verse 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Ne? Provide. Oh, God Almighty. Provide. Yeah. Let's classify this, right? Provide neither money. Okay? Verse 10. No for your journey. No no sandals for a worker is worthy of his Now whatever city you enter in, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And whenever you go into a household, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your prosperity remain upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. Number three is what? Do not provide for yourself. Be provided for. Do not provide for your. Be, prov be provided. If this was done in the body of Christ, the world would not be ridiculing and jeering Christianity today. Because every time people hear Christianity, you know what they attain it to? Money. Every time a person says, talks about a pastor or a prophet, it's not what they came to do that becomes the prominent thing. It's because Baba Tachele. But if you talk about a rabbi, money doesn't enter your head. Or a sheikh, money doesn't enter your head. But a pastor, prophet, is because of the failure of the receptors of power to consciously, freely, willingly provide for the giver of the power. Notice Jesus. Jesus never asked money. Right? But do you know that Jesus' ministry was provided for? Do you know that? Do you know that? How do you know it? Number one, because Jesus had a treasurer. Judas Iscariot. Where was the money coming from? The Bible says the woman who supported Jesus' ministry. So his ministry was supported. He was provided for. His journeys was provided for. His food was provided for. His stay was provided for. His clothing was provided for. That's why he never needed money. He was, he was free to do his ministry fully. Without ever having to think about money. The Bible tells us that Judas Iscariot stole from the ministry. And Jesus told John, says, look, he's stealing. But he, he never told him. You, th th that means that 
that jewelers must have thought that it's too much money for them to notice when it leaves. But you don't see Jesus in the meetings saying, Oh, Vazalwan, uh, let, let, let us pick up a, a, a journey offering now. Does he do that? I mean, if, 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 if Jesus could do that, he'd be a billionaire. I mean, he, he was pulling crowds. But he was pulling them to do what? To, to deliver them, to free them. So for a ministry to be truly free, for the potentials of a ministry or a minister to be expressed fully, the minister must be free from the need to provide for himself. Provisions must be made for him by those whom he what? He ministers the power to. If you are a receiver of power, you must also be a participator in the fellowship of what? The provision of the giver of the power. This is, this is, this is what's important. This, this is, what, this is the, the basis the, the flow, the oil of, of the functional and the machinery of the system of God. If, if the body of Christ is going to operate on supernatural platforms in these last days, and not just once in a while, haphazardly, God bless you, but consistently, Imagine, in this ministry, there's been no failure in any service for the power of God to show up. Nobody here can ever say that, oh, church was dry today. In your entire time in the ministry, you, you, there's, how, how now you're on a testimony here? Unalion, church was different, church was dry. That means throughout your time here, you have been exposed to, to, to not, only, not only tricklets, but currents of power. So power has been flowing into your life, been pouring into your life. Power that can alter nations, been flowing directly into your life, directly into your life. But when that power needs to translate into transformation, what gem? All of a sudden, the pistons aren't kicking. The, 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 the fuel is there, but the oil is not there. So the lubrication to, to make the engine, the horsepower begin to have effect, it's not, it's not there. But when it was coming, you felt it. But you don't see it in your life. You see, oh, when always you have the perfume, of the promises, but never the experience. You, you are always looking from the other side of the world. Wow, God, is that for me? God said, yes, son, that's for you. Lord, wow, is that for me? God says, yes, daughter, that's yours. And then you try to enter, you can't enter. The gates are closed. But you heard God on the other side say, that's for you. So it makes it look like the church is powerless. It makes it look like the, the ministers are powerless. 
How can they not be when they are, their lives are spread thin? So they end up doing what? They end up receiving invitations. Because at least they will have something to feed their family. They end up now going outside the bounds of what? Of their calling, of their, of, of their jurisdiction. They got to feed their family. Because those to whom initially the power should be directed apparently are not worthy. So every time the, the minister releases the power, the power comes back. Remember, and if it is not worthy, do what? The power will return to you. What makes, what makes the house worthy is its ability to provide. That's what makes, I mean, imagine you step into an empty house, no bed, no fridge, no nothing. How can that be a worthy house? And then tomorrow you, you, you're going to minister. You wake up, unale, unale ache, back pain. Because Romala Gombetongong was spring, was spring, I wish to spring sell again, Nale Torki. And every time the pastor's ministering, he's holding his back, the Lord. And when you're looking at him, you don't know that he had a tough time sleeping. After three hours of prayer, he thought he'd have a good night's rest. No, he's tormented. By a thorn in the flesh. <laughs> well, no, ah, maybe the pastor is sensing that someone is sick. <laughs> you don't know, before the pastor came to minister, he had a fight with his wife. Because the wife wanted money to, to, to pay something or to do something, and he snapped. And then he comes, he ministers some shallow message. <laughs> and then you go, you laugh at him, or Pastor today was not up to it. Ne? But you don't know that he spent the whole Saturday preparing in prayer. But because of one incident that should not have been a problem it messed up the whole flow so the power that was meant that day to deliver mom tenjiwe from the oppression of a devil she had not been sleeping for two weeks every day had to also had palpitations but that night god said i'm delivering her But he couldn't because there's a tunic problem at home. There's a central problem at home. And remember, he can't ask you because he must give you freely. So there's a dilemma within, within, within the, the economy of the minister because one, on one end he he has, he has this power that was given to him, this responsibility that he has to give freely. But on the other hand, he has this dilemma that he needs provision. And at that time, because what he's doing is his work, is his primary work, and he's not getting any remuneration from that, 
he begins now creating needs and creating doctrines. And now he begins opening doors to demonic inspiration, demonic seduction into the dimension of love for money. Dimension of greed. Why? Because they failed him. The people to whom God sent him failed him. The church has failed many ministers. The church has failed many pastors. Yet they are the gatekeepers to their prosperity. They are the gatekeepers to their inheritance. They failed him. Jesus said provide not on the basis of need, but on the basis of what? The delivery of power. So I'm going to do this for my woman of God, for my man of God, not because he needs it, but because I need him to be free to deliver the power of God for, to my life and for my life freely. So the possibilities that are encased in the power of God. I wish so many ministers listen to this message. I wish so many, many, many people of God listen to this message. It will free us in the body of Christ. It will help us in the body of Christ. Now the man must wake up Saturday, help all night, wrestle with devils, come to church with, with some old torn suit, Preach up a storm if he can. Go back home to an empty fridge. Undelightful meal. And then Monday, he must go look for a job. He must go to work. He must go work. You ask him, why? He has a family. So he has power, Mike. But he also has the problem of provision. He needs money. He needs clothing. And yet Jesus says, take no thought for your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. But here he is. He's taking thought. What's making him take thought? He is failed. is failed the prosperity of your pastor is your prosperity God said God said to, to, to Jeremiah pray for the for your city for in his prosperity is your prosperity in the prosperity in the peace of your pastor is your peace see the sooner you realize that the more you, your mind will be driven out of churchianity into kingdom operation Let me show you, let me show you numbers quickly. Go to Numbers chapter 18. Imagine Aaron having to minister in the tabernacle, then afterward having to go and farm with his uncle. Profaning the call. Remember when, when God told Elijah to go anoint Elisha in his place? 
And what did he find him, find him doing? He found him with the ox in his, in, in his parents' field, remember? And he put the mantle on him and he left. And Elijah said, hey, let me, let me prepare, go prepare my last meal. Elijah said, now I went, what, what, what do I have to do with you? He left. Because once the unction comes, you, you, are, you are bound to the call. You can't do any other thing. There is no other responsibility higher than that which God has entrusted to you. Let's read something in Numbers. Nah? Numbers chapter 18. Give me 30 minutes. Nah? Please. Number chapter 18. Ish, Lord God Almighty. Verse 7. Therefore you and your sons, talking to Aaron, you and your sons with you shall attend to your priesthood for everything at the altar and behind the veil you shall serve. I give your priesthood to you as a gift for service. But for the outsider who comes near shall be put to... You, you saw that? You saw that? Now I want you to listen to this. Verse 20. Then the Lord said to Aaron, you shall have no inheritance in their land. Look at you. You work for a school. You work at a municipality. You work for government. You work for whatever. You work for whatever. You work for whatever. You work. We don't have the opportunity. Now, think, think, think about how tough it is for a pastor or for a minister of the gospel to do only God's work. You, you think it's nice. For instance, you may think that it's nice to be a king. Most kings don't want to be king. Because it's a burden. Okay, let me show you something. Verse 1. Then the Lord said to Aaron, you and your sons and your father's house with you shall bear the burden related to the sanctuary. And your sons with you shall bear the burden associated with your priesthood. <laughs> it's an honor, but at the same time it's a burden. Read verse 20. Then the Lord said to Aaron, you shall have no inheritance in their land nor shall you have any portion among them i am your portion and your inheritance among the children of israel uh, please somebody go to deuteronomy chapter number 10 please chapter 10 verse 9 please Read from verse 8, verse 8 and 9. At that time, yeah? 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 To minister to him and to bless him. Yeah? Verse 9. Therefore, 
no inheritance with his brethren. Levi, Levi, remember, remember God told Moses to separate the lands, again, to separate the lands and told Joshua to separate the lands to the tribe of Israel. Only Levi did not have any portion, no land. His land was the Lord. Imagine Levi is there, he's seeing his brother Reuben and his family on a big plot of land. South Africa. And he's out, he has no land. The, therefore, Masaho, Levi has no. see that verse 20 Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 27 you shall not forsake you shall not forsake Levi who is within your gates for he has no part no inheritance with you verse 20 of Numbers chapter 18 I am your portion says the Lord verse 21 behold I have given the children of Levi all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform. Did you read that? It says, I give them the what? The tithes for the work which they perform. The work of the tabernacle of meeting. So you, you, you can see, my brothers and my sisters, that the... the the, where, where Satan has tripped the church is in this dilemma. The dilemma of the transaction of God's power to the recipient and the recipient's responsibility to provide for the giver or the transmitter of power. Jesus said to them, provide neither gold no silver, no copper in your money bag. So he, he was telling them, go, don't go with any money because you are worthy of your food. Let's read something in Thessalonians. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 5, please. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Can we read it? Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of Double price, double pay. That's what he's saying. He's saying let, let, let them be paid. So in other words, God is not expecting that the one who ministers in the word not to be paid. More so, he said, they are worthy of what? And this is what many Christians don't want to hear, Nomsa. You don't want to hear that the one who shares 
with you in things pertaining to, to, to life and godliness, who has been given the directive to administer power in that regard, is worthy of double honor. Your pastor must be lesser than you. That's what you always want. That's what people want. But your pastor, the, the testimony you have must be to show your pastor that in life you are somewhere. Yet this man gave up his dreams, his aspirations, his goals, his free will, so that he can see the power and the life and the possibilities of Christ be revealed in your life. You see, men like that, men like that, God places them in, 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 in platforms of honor you, beyond your wildest imaginations. A Christian will be offended if the pastor comes wearing a nice new suit. We really got you see i'm very grateful that god lifted me without without the provision of a sandal strength from any one of you but at the same time i'm very ashamed that god could do that for your sakes because that in in the annals in the books of heaven is counted against you that a pastor is driving a car you did not help buy is against you. It's a testimony against you. And it's also, it's also showing that God's power in your life coming from the vessel is not working. It, in the way that it should. It may, it, it, it is, its operation is minuscule. Elijah told the woman with her last you see this this is what always baffles me this was her last meal her last meal of her life the man of God says nevertheless feed me first today newspapers all over would be would be pulling up headliners prophet tells dying woman to feed him first. Is, what is the what does what does the power of God mean to you? The, tell me, this is the power that created the stars, the universe. And the Bible says to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward you who believe. Yet that power is expressed through the he himself gave gifts. And now the pastor is there while driving or walking or in the taxi or in the train and he's thinking, oh, I'm going to pay this boy's school fees. Lord help me. <laughs> Do you know how, how angry God is at that time 
when that man is making that prayer, not angry at the man. His wrath is directed to those to whom he has sent the man to. To those to whom he has sent the woman. Meanwhile, those ones, you, you know, they, 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 they are go cappuccinos. Some of them are bagu cappuccino, some of them bachiti wo kitchen, bajasop, le cabbage. And God is angry. Imagine when you are there, oh my God, Safara. God is angry at you because his servant is over there praying. How is he going to take care of his own family? It's a mystery because you would think God is looking at me and my life is like, oh, Wanakawa Sokoloshev. But God has already made way for you. The way is the man that's sitting in the train. The solution is the man that's sitting in the train. The answer is the man that's sitting. You are at home, you are crying. Oh, how? Oh, Lord, I need. The solution is crying himself that he has no shoes. Crying himself that he has no dress, no tunic. Crying himself that he has no money. Provide neither gold, nor tunic, nor sandal in your bag. He says, let those who rule well, let those who rule, let those who rule be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. He says, he says when, when those who labor in the word and doctrine, he says, hey. he says, take care of those ones. Because it is doctrine that stabilizes you. It is doctrine that establishes you. The Bible says, the house of God is the pillar and ground of truth. So when you see brethren in the church unstable, when you see their lives shaken by the winds, you must know that there are many suffering. Not suffering need. Not suffering need. But suffering the ability to express the power God gave him. The anointing, the grace, the ability God gave him freely. You know why I'm teaching you this? Because no prophecy in your life will ever be fulfilled. If I don't, if I don't teach you this, no prophecy in your life will ever, no promise in your life will ever be fulfilled. None. None. Let, 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 let's read, let's read. For the scriptures say, you shall not muzzle the ox while it treads out the grain. You know what to muzzle? is to close its mouth. So you want, you want the mouth of God over your life to open? He says, don't muzzle the ox. You see why God is silent in your life? Why the grace, the power is silent. The, the power in the middle can't talk for you. Can't talk of you. You muzzle the ox. The ox is muzzled. 
and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Let, let's read 1 Corinthians quickly, chapter 9. Hallelujah. Verse number one. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I'm not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. My defense to those who examine me is this. Do we have no right to eat and drink? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife? You see, Paul knew the mystery. Paul knew the principle. He knew it. He, he knew it. He, he knew that because the Lord called him, he had, he had certain rights from those whom he was leading. But he says he did not want to use those rights at the expense of the gospel. But by doing that, you know what he did? He set wrong precedents for future generations. That it is fine to do God's work in the name of, I don't want to tarnish the gospel. And also work. But notice Paul's life. There was something that God did not take away from his life. Two things. The thorn in his flesh. And the one thing he told Galatians about. The problem with his eyes. He didn't see well. It was not him. In my meditations... The Holy Ghost said to me, Paul's eyesight was not healed because he operated this principle wrongly. He told the church in Thessalonians, I walked with my own hands that I might not disturb you. He was, he was wrong. He was wrong. Paul is not Jesus, remember. That matter how many scriptures he may write, Paul is not Jesus. That means he is, he is what? He is subject to scrutiny. And in his, his life was not perfect. His ministry was not perfect. And in this it was proven that it was not perfect. He, it was commendable that he could work with his hands and preach the gospel. But it was not the order of God. And God left a permanent mark on him, blindness in the eyes. You wonder why Paul, Paul lived the holy life. A righteous life but his eyesight was not healed Mike why there must have been something in his life that was out of alignment because you must understand God gave Paul authority remember when he spoke sometimes he said it is Christ not I sometimes he says I speak as one being given authority so now he was using his authority to do or to step outside the order of divine functionary he wanted to be an apostle and a tent maker Jesus was not a prophet and a carpenter. When he became a prophet, he left carpentry. You never see Jesus going back again to carpentry in his free time as a hobby. Paul, 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 he, he was an apostle, a, pro, a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, and a tent maker. That was, that was his weakness. Who knows how much Paul would have achieved in, the, in his ministry toward God, in the kingdom of God, had he done, focused like Jesus. He wasn't focused. You can see that he had money problems in his life. But he did not want, he did not want to uh, misuse his authority and hurt the people of God, but he was hurting his own self. 
And this is a man who knew this thing. He was the one that wrote these things. He knew this thing. He never told Timothy to walk. He told him to preach the word in season and out of season. Told him to focus on the ministry. But then he told him to observe his conduct. So Timothy might have seen Paul's conduct. That one moment he's preaching, the next moment he's building tents. And in one way or another, that disrupted the power, the anointing of God in his life. When Jesus received the Spirit, he left all carnal worldly work. He left all. When he called the apostles, they left. The Bible says they left all. Peter later said, hey, it's hard to enter. So what about us? Because we left all to follow you. Those that were there, they had left all. So think about us. We have left all. I've been in this thing since 18 years old. Since I was 16 years old. 16 years old. 16. I've been living by the faith of him that called me since I was 19, 20 years old. Because in 2010, he said to me, he said, I have called you to be an apostle. To the nations to teach my people about the essence of living in life in the spirit go and restore this broken bridge as you speak i will confirm 2010 that one called me so i knew in my life no matter what i try and do my calling is this so in one respect i left all And then you're doing God's work, having left all. No other options. No other bridges to cross over to. And then you try and tread out the grade. Your mouth is muzzled. It's strange. You know, after I got married, I wanted to move out. I had the money to move out. And I was trying to make preparations to move out. God said, stay. said he has a year after I started praying about this I said Lord I have the money to move out you are telling me to stay I want to move God says stay this is a prophetic act only after I moved out God said now you can move out I knew that the prophetic act was finished. And the Lord said to me, I wanted you to stay to show my people why 
I am not moving them out. You, you wonder why we are here. We, we are here for so many years. It's not because of an inability on God's side. It's not about an inability. I had the money to move. I could have moved any time. But God said, stay. God was trying to show you why you are where you are. That you are where you are in life, not because of the inability of God's power to lift you, but because of your pride. Because of your pride. So you stay at that place. You stay at that level. You, would, you will stay. And then at that level, all you will receive is promises. God will frustrate you with promises. But they'll never be fulfilled. Why? Because provision has to come from another land. This, 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 this is what he told this is what he told this is what he told Mordecai told Esther he says you if you don't do this don't think don't think God he says no God will find deliverance for Israel from another place and you your family will never be remembered but he said who knows God has called you for such a time as this so it's a shameful thing that God has to bring provision for a man from another place Go ask Pastor Raphael and his wife how their life moved from one, one place to the other. Go ask them. How overnight whole, the whole world, their whole world changed. Go ask them. Go ask several other people in Ghana, several other people around the world. People who never met me, never met me, never sat down with me, had lunch with me. Ask them. All these things is God talking to you. The ox is being muzzled. And I'm talking to every brother in the Lord, every brethren, every Christian in the world that belongs to a ministry. That belongs to a church. Watch your life. Look at your life. Look at the power dispensed in your life. Look at the anointing, the grace of God coming on your life. Why it is not materializing to transformation? And then a man who started right with God ends up corrupting his anointing because he was muzzled. What must we eat, man and pastor? 
Must we, must our stomachs go hungry so that yours can be full? <laughs> you know nothing about life. That's why you think the way you think. You know nothing about life. You should, you should not be a Christian. You should not be a Christian. Because Jesus commanded these ones. How many times have you heard me talking about money in church? Go, go throughout my, all my messages. I'm talking about money in the sense that money that you give. Giving. How, how many of you, how many times have you heard me talking about that? In the, in, the, in the time that you have been around here, how many times have you heard me? No, I'm not, I'm not putting a gun to your head. I'm just asking you a simple question. There's no gun here. I'm not trying to threaten you here or make you tell lies. You can count, you can count them. I almost never talk about money. Almost never talk about things that relate to my personal needs and provision. Never. You have never heard me talk about my personal needs. Never. 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 God is my witness. You have never heard me ask you anything toward my personal sustenance. Never. Because we are commanded. God said to me, son, be careful, very careful about money. He said, it will be the end of your ministry. He said, be very careful about loving money. So I know it's an area that I don't like to talk about. Because we are commanded. But as as ministers of the gospel, as servants of God, we, don't, we should not have to provide for ourselves. I should not have to buy my own petrol. I should not have to buy my own food. I should not have to buy. It's the truth. I should not have to buy my own clothes. I should not have to pay my own bills. I should not have to do all those things. Because in me is the power to lift man. I didn't, I, I didn't create the power. It was put there. And not for my sake, but for who? Do you know I don't ask money from anybody? The closest person in my life is a millionaire. Ask him how many times I've asked him money. Never. Not once. That matter how stranded I may be. No, never. Because my relationship with him doesn't need to be corrupted by this thing. See why there's no peace in your household? See why you are looking for peace, praying for peace. How not peace? The, the peace is returning, always is returning. It's returning. 
Why? The house is not worthy of my peace. Jesus said, your peace. And if you find that, leave your peace. As I got my peace, are your peace. I have peace that I can give you. But he says, it only goes to the worthy. I pray by the mercy of God that this message reaches ears beyond you. Because many of God's servants around the world are suffering. They are suffering and some of them have long corrupted their anointings. Have long ended their years of, of, of crusade in the power of God. They've ended their adventures in, in God because of this thing. And then when they look at us, they're like, yet Paul says, we are regarded as poor, yet making many rich. I'm not getting Before God, I've never said anything that was to be done that was not done. There's no one here. We're not trying to convince you. Let's finish reading this thing and then we pray and go home. Think I'll continue this on Sunday again. Do we have no right to eat and drink? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working? Do you see that? So everyone called into the ministry has the right to refrain from? You don't know the curse you're bringing on your life. You don't know. You see, this, this, is, this is a practical thing. I only need one person to prove this thing. In fact, I've done it, but I need one person here to prove this thing to you. Who can say, Lord, I will do whatever it takes. One person. I'll, I'll show you in three months what can happen with their lives. I'll show in three months. Three. Three. Three months. I can show you how God can move them from a beggarly dimension. To a dimension of a prince in three months. We know the we know the routes to take to get you where you need to be. We know it. We deal with angels, we deal with spirits, we, we deal with spirits that, that control wealth, deal with spirits that control favor. We meet them, they talk to us, we talk to them. We are given power in that dimension, to negotiate in that dimension, to communicate in that dimension. God honors our word because of the power he has given us and because of our willingness to obey the commands that he has given. I said to you, in the last years you've been here, 
Power, the first time you came here, you saw power. Five years later, has there been a diminishing of that power you saw the first time you came here? Rather, it does what? It increases all the time. Five years. By five years, you should be like, ay, 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 ay. Pastor, we are used to you. Who's used to me? Who's used to, who's used to me? Raiz, regret this one. No matter what. In all your years here, you have never heard it. You have never seen that. Because Nicodemus said, no man can do these things except God be with him. It's, it's not power of a handkerchief. It's power from on high. It's not power from a, from, from a conference or a power from, from ordination of a man. It's power from on high. That's why I don't need a man to tell me what God has given me. I don't need, it's not pride, it's, it's knowledge. Are you, no one was there when Jesus appeared to me and said, today I commission you. When he laid those, those, those near nail pierced hands on my head and said, I anoint you with power to, to speak, power to prophesy, power to heal, no one was there. But years later, years later, the sign, the proof of that meeting, of that encounter is still showing today. Paul says, if I was not an apostle to them, indeed I am to you. You are my work in the Lord. Other pastors may not know their responsibility. They may not know their power, their grace, but I'm not one of those. Because we are sent out with a mission. I told you last week how the Lord said, today I release on you the mental as a messenger of wealth. It's a system It's a system. It's a system. Problem is you are looking to yourself and not to the power. That's your problem. You are looking to your hands, not to the power. Because you don't realize that life is controlled in the spirit. It's controlled by spirits. You see, you can do whatever you can do in the natural. But if the spirit is not aligned for you, forget it. You will toil and toil and toil and toil and toil and toil like the disciples. Whoever goes to war, verse 7, whoever goes to war at the expense, at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Do I say these things as a mere man? Or does not also the law say, for it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about? Is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does 
he said all together for our sake for our sakes no doubt this is written that he who plow should plow in hope and he who threshes in hope should be a partaker of this hope if we have sown spiritual things to you is it a great thing if we reap your material things if others are partakers of this right over you are we not even more nevertheless we have not used this gift but enjoy all things lest we hinder the gospel see that's what his problem was do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar even so the lord has commanded the lord has commanded your jesus that you are praying in his name he has commanded that those who preach the gospel should leave from the gospel see that you see that you see that child of god we did not start this thing we found it started we only joined this chariot but if this chariot and the benefits that comes with it will befall our lives we must adhere to the rudiments set out in this thing it's the ancient way of God it's the ancient way of God God delivers a nation by a man by a man in whom he has put his power all for the fulfillment of covenant is it a great thing is it a great thing Some people are waiting for the next big thing. For them to start. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I'm waiting for the Lord to bless me. Do you wait to be fed? Do you wait to be to be ministered to? I'm waiting for the Lord. Do you wait for the Lord in matters of blessing? In matter of ministration, in matters of the word. Yet others eat freely from that thing. Your sisters, your, your brothers, your aunties, your mothers, your wives, your girlfriends, your fiance. Yet we, we are we are the scum of the world. Yet God regards us of as angels of men, messengers of men, sent out by God. Now you can see why you dream and then you forget your dreams. Because God knows if, if he blesses you, you will forget the source. If, if, if God gave some of you 10 million. You know what would come here on the altar? You know what would come here on the altar? You know? You, do you know? Some say 1 million. It won't even come. You know what will come on the altar, Pastor Ashi? 10,000. For all you've done, sir. Now I'd curse you. 
You know what will come out of my mouth? But you never eat of that man. You'll never enjoy it. No, we, we know how to change things. We know how to route things. And then you'll find a widow. Or you'll find somebody with their last hey, pastor. You know. Thank you so much, man of God. The man of God looks at that. Yongi Cho. God bless his soul now. He's with the Lord. When the church had no roof, only the foundation, no windows, didn't know how he was going to build this thing, how they were having prayer service. A woman, poor woman. A poor woman in Korea. She gave rice as an offering because she had nothing. She came and put rice, her last rice. Her last rice says it's for the. I don't know how it's got, it, it will build this thing, but it's for the building of the church. When she did that, a businessman was moved. She says, I'll buy that rice for $10,000. The other one says, No, I'll buy also that rice for $100,000. That day, they raised $1.8 million. They built the church finished from a woman's rice. From a poor woman's rice. Yet the businessman was always there. Why wasn't he moved? Why wasn't he stayed? Keep your money. Keep your money. You live in drought. Let servants of the Lord keep having to provide for themselves to make ends meet. You, you'll drown. What you have will never be enough. But the one who had nothing, who gave, what she did not have or what she had was filled to the full. A prophet ended a woman's debt. Uh, the husband left her with debt. We're going home now. Husband left her with debt. The, 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 the creditors were coming to take her son now with surety. She had little oil. The prophet asked, what do you have? Yeah, I have little oil. He says, no, go borrow vessels. She borrowed the vessels, shut the doors, poured oil. The oil didn't run until the last vessel ended. She sold those, made money, paid her dues, and lived with her son. All because of what the prophet said. Today, because of a lack of understanding of these ministry gifts and their operation and their power, we have reduced it to coming to the pulpit and preaching a nice Sunday sermon. Yet your exodus to the next dimension depends on them. But then when they have to go eat from the offerings of the altar, there's nothing there. Yet yeah, they, 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 they came from lunch. They came from dinner. <laughs> Ice cream night out, date night out. <laughs> Hallelujah. God has designed a system specialized for you. For you. The system of deliverance it says by a, by a prophet by now you know it by head 
he delivered them. By a prophet, he preserved them. By a prophet, he prospered them. By a prophet, he kept them. By a prophet, he protected them. By a prophet, he sheltered them. By a prophet, he guarded them. By a prophet, he healed them. By a prophet, he rescued them. The same God who did that is still the same God today. Listen, the presence of a fake does not write out the original. It only tells you that the original exists. You don't look at fake man and say, oh, everything is fake. I'm done with all this money thing. No, the presence of a fake note tells you that the real thing is there. So never mind the fake, focus on the real. Strive to work, to have the real working in your life. And I'm telling you by the grace of God, what you have, Holy Ghost Tabernacle, is the real thing. What you have is the real thing. You may not see it now. You may not see it now. You see, problem is you, 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 you want to see it when, when, Jesus, when Jesus walks in pomp with, with, with people on the left and on the right flew, uh, uh, throwing palm trees on the ground and while he rides on the cross. Then you are like, wow, he's truly the Lord. He's truly the King. That's what you want to see. He's truly the anointed one. When a president says, I some money. Man of God, Botswana doing. Then you're like, that's my man of God. Yet, yet, yet in, you are not involved in the slightest degree. There's let's step stay. Remember, don't worry, I'm not preaching to all of you. you don't worry. Only a mock. About 25%. That's who I'm preaching to here. 25% of good ground. Those who will read it, grab it, hear it, and run. God said, consider your ways. I think we'll continue on Sunday, okay? Let's just stand up and pray to the Lord. And then we'll continue on Sunday.